Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Good morning, video games. Welcome once again to Filthy Casuals, a podcast about video games hosted by three very kind and extremely knowledgeable boys. Thank you very much for joining us. My name is Tommy Dasilo, and with me, as always... It's Ben Vanell here. Tommy, good to see you, and good to see our third co-host, our friend... Oh, Adam Knox is my name. God damn it. I thought you were going to say it. And I was like in my head being like, all right, all of us say the next thing immediately so that this is easier to edit afterwards because it'll just all slide right in. And then I'm the one who fucked it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, need to, you can use that silence as a guide then. No, I can't. Mm, it's then impossible. that was very, very stealthy of you. Very stealthy indeed. <laughs> you know, I'm not so sure that stealth is very good anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I uh, I really should have just like attacked that head on and then got sort of like um, hidden behind a tree or something. That should you know have been what you how I approached that intro. What you should have done with like bringing my name into it is walked mm. up to me expecting to be able to press up on the D-pad to attack everyone, but then the prompt mm. just doesn't show up for no fucking reason. So you can't do it and everyone starts rushing you. That's what you should have done. <laughs> yeah. It's funny that well, we we'll, know for next week. We'll be talking about obviously <laughs> Ghost of Tsushima on this <laughs> podcast, but a lot of maybe people just heard us doing an ad for it. Mm. Which is kind of weird. Yeah. So yeah. to make it clear Oh, maybe, yeah, I guess yeah, it is. They're still running. Moment, yeah. Uh to make it clear where the the borders between us accepting ad money and our journalistic integrity <laughs> lies. Heaps mm. of this game is not very good at all. <laughs> um, we also yes. um we also when we when we did when we got the ad copy, we were explicitly told to um, not make any reference to ninjas. Yes. And then in the first draft of the ad that we sent them, I speculated that perhaps the game would be too scary for me because it focuses on a ghost and that perhaps, the, you know, there'd be a poltergeist moving books around and shit like that. Mm. And they asked us to do it again on the grounds that they were worried that people might be confused and misled into thinking that playing as a ghost was an actual thing that you did in the game. But now that we are outside of the paid advertisement section, <laughs> once we get into the review of the game, I'm going to be referring to this cunt as a ninja and a ghost <laughs> to my heart's absolute content, and I cannot wait. To be fair, when they sent it back as well, they just said, please don't refer to him as a ghost. They didn't specify why it was. And I read the subtext <laughs> as being that it wasn't funny, the joke you made. I thought that's what <laughs> they were saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they actually sent me a separate email saying, look, don't mention this to Tommy until after you've recorded the ad because we don't want to put him offside. But we just had issues with his uh, reading on a quality basis, not yeah. on the, the ghost uh, technicality. That's, I actually that's got, interesting. I got, I got, no, no, no. Before, I got, you, before you do it, I got... 
because I know that my email came first. I got BCC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I got BCC'd into a uh, into an email that said um, it just said get a load of this cunt, and it had a picture of you as the body of the email, but the subject line was just right, get a load right. of this cunt. Mm, mm, mm. Right. Well, I got. I actually did get an email after that that said okay. that um, Ben, Ben and Adam have the tiniest penises that we here at Sony Australia have ever have ever seen. Okay, okay. but now, so uh, that but in I, and of itself. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say, even if you got that email, I got an email after that saying that uh, mm, someone okay. knew a way to fix my small penis and that if I just <laughs> yes. send them some money, they'd be able to send me some pills yeah. that'll deal with it. So it doesn't really matter to mm. me that you got that email. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that we've put our um, our integrity on on the table. You know, we've, we've been clear with everyone about the fact that we got paid to do an ad. Um, you know, uh, mentioning this game was coming out, not not paid to like it. Uh, yeah. And that's all clear. That's all on the table. Um, I should also say at this point that I'm giving this game an 11 out of 10. It's the best game that I've ever played. <laughs> and I urge everyone to rush out and buy it immediately. Yeah. yeah. Weirdly, Neil mm. Druckmann sent me money for this game, even. <laughs> yeah. He's been just yeah. Getting paying people to review every game. Also, I'm going to review those dick pills on this one. And even though I got paid to try those dick pills, let me tell you, they do not not work (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah we'll be talking about that uh, a little later in the show Mm. we should also quickly plug if you're listening to this uh, extremely hot off the presses uh, we are going to be on Twitch uh, in a few hours doing a a live stream of the Xbox game showcase this is very exciting Mm. Um, we're going to hopefully see some cool new shit in that so uh, yeah it's 2am Melbourne time so yeah, look, if you're somewhere in the world where you can uh, be up to watch us, we'd, we'd really appreciate it because it's, mm. um, it's a pretty pretty late one for us. But, yeah, really looking forward yeah. to that. I think it's so, 2 a.m. here, yeah. 9 a.m. Pacific time, and then another time in the UK, which are... It's about 4 p.m., I think, Yeah, in those the are the three places so, most people listen to this yeah. podcast. And we'll probably be starting like 15 minutes beforehand or whatever just to, to chat and get... Get ourselves mm. sorted, and then yeah. we'll upload the um, like archive of that to YouTube anyway. If you can't see it at the time, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, but, uh, I, yeah I really can come and uh, enjoyed the PS5 one. I think we all did. Um, yeah. There's a few sort of um, minor events in between, but this is yeah the other big one that I think yeah we're all really pumped to to watch. Yeah. Premiere exclusive mm. world premiere <laughs> exclusive. <laughs> World. Become I'm just the excited presentation. To, I'm excited to stay up late with my friends. It's going to feel like a little sleepover, won't it, boys? It yeah. I'm yes. really afraid that I'm going to fall asleep before it starts and just not be able to be woken. But I'm sure we'll Man, be fine. I was speculating during the week about um, what your sleeping pattern would be for this for this presentation, Adam, because yeah. you do have a you've got a pretty all over the shop sleeping pattern at the moment. My guess was. Uh, you go to bed at 11.30 p.m. (laughs) and and set an alarm for about quarter past one, meaning that you're even groggier than if you had just stayed up because you've had like a a frustratingly small (laughs) amount of sleep in there. Do you know what's annoying is when the lockdown came back, like, yeah, my sleeping sort of shifted to be like going to bed quite late, getting up quite late. And now I've pretty much got it back in check. (laughs) But now I have to fuck it again by staying up until, (laughs) you know, after 3 a.m., but that's the dedication that you and I have to this medium of video game broadcasting. I won't have the dedication mm-hmm. to say that sentence quicker, but I will have the dedication <laughs> to get up at 2 a.m. 
Um, yeah, so come join us for that. That's yeah. going to be uh, a lot of fun. Been a bit of news uh, during the week in the world of video games. Yeah, well, speaking oh, yeah. Of, the, yeah. of the Xbox thing, um, they put out like a little animated cover art thing for the new Halo game, um, Halo Infinite. And I don't know, there's not much to say about it, but it looks like people are really, really stoked to get a new Halo. Which is nice to see. Yeah, mm. I I think you're the only person like that I know like personally, Knox, that mm. has been a fan of these games. I know that there's people in our in our Patreon Facebook group who have mentioned it, and even that was like, oh yeah, that's right. This is one of the biggest franchises in gaming history, but yeah. it really doesn't feel that way for some reason. What is that reason? Is it because a few of them were not good? It's because the last decade of it has been underwhelming kind of halo reach right came out on the 360 in 2010 which was like the one that you know how sometimes a band will put out an album that's not their best work because they have a certain contract with the record company they want to get away from halo reach was that for bungie it was still good but it was very much like a sort of side thing compared Mm. to the first three right and then they put out Halo 4, the Master Chief Collection, and Halo 5, all of which had varying problems, but none of which were particularly well-received, by me right. included. Like, uh, they, mm. Halo 5, especially in terms of, like, not that the story is, like, an incredible thing with any of the Halo games, but Halo 5 in particular was fucked in that respect. Halo 4, not much better, and then the Master Chief Collection was broken technically when it came out. That's right, yeah. Yeah. There was heaps of issues with it, yeah. At the moment, I guess, they've been putting out those Master Chief Collection games on the PC, uh, a Mm. lot of them for the first time ever, and those have apparently been pretty good versions of that. So I think people are a little bit more up on Halo now, and they really seem to be sincere with their effort to make this one uh, the best one there's been in a while. But yeah, for mm. it, like the early to mid 2000s, it was the biggest fucking thing in the world. Halo 2 was like mm. the yeah. first game I remember with all those big stories of like, all the nerds have left their fucking basements to come out and buy this game. <laughs> <laughs> all the midnight launches and stuff kind of started with that game from my memory of it. The kids call him Master Chief. Yeah. And he's here. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of like those new stories. <laughs> this big uh, green robot yeah, I'm ex- is I'm fucking excited. making everyone excited. Me too. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> a new Halo game would be sick. The fact that it's not mm. just on Xbox, that it's on PC too at launch is cool. Um, mm. I really hope they can uh, sort of stick the landing with this one and wrap up this uh, this era of Halo, this last decade of it. Mm. Um, a little, a little more impressively than it's been going, and I think there's uh, a chance they will. Xbox also did something else this week. Uh, not just this upcoming presentation, but they did this games demo thing, this big ga- demo fest. I don't know what it's actually called, but they've got like sixty to seventy games available to demo free on the Xbox. Mm. Uh, a lot of them are like upcoming. Some of them aren't even out for years. Like they're really, really early, early demos, uh, yeah. which is cool. It's a great idea and a great way to get people sort of emotionally invested in Xbox as a platform as they move to the next generation. Like that kind of like that band camp we did where we did the film festival with the games. This feels a bit like that where it's mm. early. I, it's a lot of stuff that you've never heard. Of. In fact, it's almost entirely stuff I've never heard of. It's yep. all sort of smaller developers and stuff. Not to like. Um, poo-poo that or whatever. Fucking mm. poo-poo. 
<laughs> like a 1950s French man in a film. But it it's yeah, it's it's a cool idea for sure. And I I like the idea. I'm not sure if they're tying it into this uh uh announcement stream thing that we're going to watch later. But it would be cool if you watch that thing and then they're like, "By the way, go play Halo Infinite. There's a demo of it right now." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's mostly indie stuff, so uh, I think this upcoming presentation's first party stuff. Uh but yeah, it's it's a cool idea that I have not engaged with. No, yeah, same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I, I think I said this a while ago when we were talking about E three and people kind of starting to pull out of it even, you know, like before this year and it just not happening. Mm. Um that it, it like as more people move towards doing their presentations online, it would be cool to see this kind of thing be the model where that week that it normally happens, if you have all the companies do their live streams and then a bunch of the demos just go on to the respective eShops for one week and mm. everyone at home can be a bit more engaged with it rather than just kind of like watching this yeah. direct feed footage or stuff filmed off a screen. So, yeah, once again, like Xbox kind of being pretty proactive with how they and I think a lot of people see the industry kind of... Um, moving in the future it's mm. cool to see them sort of like take the initiative and go yeah we think this is probably how it's going to end up being done so let's just be the first one in the water with it well, especially with them kind of leading that charge of uh not streaming games but you know uh subscription service games it fits into all of that the yeah. effort that goes into well, yeah. putting together a demo of an unreleased game though is not small so whether mm. or not this is actually uh something that a lot of developers even would want to engage with I you know I'm not sure of because yeah uh, again speaking of Halo, I remember Halo Two came out with a documentary about the making of it and a lot of that documentary focused on how fucking hard they found it to put together their E3 demos and how right. much it hindered the development of the game because they put all their effort <laughs> right. into that stuff and then they were like well fuck none of this actually translates to the proper game so mm. now we've just got to reboot kind of so uh, unless you've already got something very playable of a game or people are coming to it knowing like this is a very early demo it might be fucked <clears throat> then maybe it's not worth putting time into for a developer mm. especially a small yeah. one I, yeah I think I get the impression that some of them were like okay here is like a 60 minute or less probably like just loop like this is one section there's no flashy menus um, but you did mention like it's not literally streaming games Tommy but I, I guess it is because this is using, I think, the xCloud stuff. And that xCloud, right. Project xCloud or whatever it is, I think is rolling out a little bit more. It's like was free for some maybe Ultimate uh, members or something. Yeah. It, I think yeah. it was in a closed beta or something and now it's in an open beta maybe and it's launching right, later in the year right. properly. I forget the actual specifics of it, sorry. But I deeply apologize for forgetting the specifics. <laughs> <laughs> but I did see a thing as well that I believe this was just rumored, but mm. some websites took off and I think Microsoft's website no longer has the option to purchase 12 months of Xbox Live Gold. And yes, I saw that. Yes, inferring yeah. from that that the whole pricing structure is going to change, probably to shift Ultimate, which is currently the one that gets you Gold and Game Pass into mm. a thing that gets you the xCloud stuff as well and kind of wraps it all up and that potentially right. they could be moving the multiplayer stuff to being either a cheaper or a, a free system oh the xbox live yes so that's xbox yeah, live yeah. gold and i you know they're, they're all over the fucking place with with that stuff so it would make sense that they want to consolidate everything into here is the subscription fee 
that you pay for this. Maybe there's two but, tiers because you get like the Netflix and the HD version right. of Netflix, but they want to make sure it's all very clear because obviously that is their big push. And it seems like it's working for people. I haven't seen people mm. talk about Xbox mm. or be excited about Xbox games this much in f- at l- seven years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mentioned be- to you guys before the show, I saw a news story saying that Xbox sales were up 64% this quarter, which you've mentioned, Nox, is 100% due to the pandemic. People yeah. are buying more video game they stuff. They sold 164 think- Xboxes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> They're well positioned for for that, for that exact you know thing, for that exact moment, for people being at home and needing to play stuff. Because... The Xbox One S is very cheap. Uh, I don't know yeah. if it's you know still a bunch of sales around, but I got it for like less than three hundred bucks Australian. I'm pretty sure. And this was a while ago. Um, they have you can Game get Pass, for, which for is under two hundred now, I believe. Yeah. Wow. Um, but Game pa- Game Pass is Netflix. Like it's so easy to communicate to someone who's even brand new to gaming. And if they set it all up like that, subscription services, your Apple TVs, your net, like they just need to replicate that as a behavior and people will be all in it. It's, yeah. I think they're doing a great job. Yeah. They stopped production of the Xbox one X as well. It's worth pointing out. Mm. Um, and, and so they're just making those one S's for the meantime. And the series X will obviously be out later in the year. So that's replacing that. So it's all going, it's all happening. Yeah. Things are moving. <laughs> Whoever's been listening to this show for the almost four years it's been going, you've finally got us to talk about Microsoft. Yeah, it's finally almost happened. <laughs> almost five, yeah. half a decade yeah. where yeah. I, I have owned an Xbox the entire time, but mm. it it really has been, the in terms of first party games at least, you know, things that you would need an Xbox for over anything else, mm. just the weakest fucking thing. There's, there's, it's got good... Um, you know, infrastructural things. It's got a good uh, little ecosystem there, especially with Game Pass now. But and and the and the One X was cool to play Red Dead Two on because it ran really nicely. Mm. But mm. it yeah, it really has been uh, you know the distant distant uh, last place of this generation, unless you count the Wii U. So it, it's cool to see them really riding the course of that ship. Hmm. Yeah, I got mine uh, just on a year ago. It was a year ago last weekend. Um, I worked out. Happy and anniversary. I, I got one, I think. Thank you. <laughs> I got one uh, just because you had gotten one, Ben. And I think right. you sent me a thing about some deal that you had found. And just mm. kind of like, oh, yeah, there's kind of enough that I'm vaguely interested in. But then, uh, you know, I've I've got the Game Pass set up on it. I play Forza every now and then. Um, the Ori games are really good, but yeah, I mean, it, it just has been, it has been pretty easy to not have one for the show. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's people listening now who once again are furious that we're shitting on Microsoft. It, it's, it's nothing to do with it. It's just the fact that they just, yeah, there's just not that first, there's yeah. just not that great first party support that for doing a games review podcast has made it in any way essential to have. Cause well, it's like, fuck, this thing's coming out. We've got to talk about it. And it's, it's specifically the Xbox one like all of those every good game that came out on the xbox one you can get on the pc pretty much like everything that you couldn't get on like a ps4 or whatever is on the pc so many more Mm. people have moved over to that i think i'm probably wrong about this but the only game i can think of off the top of my head 
that was like significant that didn't was Halo 5, which kind of right. goes to show how poorly received that was that they haven't put the effort into doing that yet when mm. they're putting seven right. other or whatever Halo games on it. So uh, it's, it, yeah, you don't need an Xbox One f- for really any reason. And I think they recognize that and are trying to write that again, c- correct the course there. And uh, mm. the Master Chief is back and the nerds are leaving their basements once again. <laughs> Out of the way, Mum. I've got to cu- leave the basement. No dinner for me tonight. I'm <laughs> having dinner with Master Chief. <laughs> Fucking newsreaders calling people nerds. How dare they? <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of, um, speaking of streaming presentations and uh, things that are barely worth the effort and uh, <laughs> franchises that mean a lot to some people out there. There was a Nintendo Direct Mini at the start yes. of the week, which was yes. a uh, branded as a partner showcase, which I think they kind of... It was a 10-minute thing that they just put up on YouTube and they said focusing on already announced stuff from some of our development and publishing partners. Um, so expectations were pretty low. <laughs> and even in spite of that, <laughs> managed to find myself completely underwhelmed by it. <laughs> Good Lord Almighty. This was... Bizarre, yeah, just very weird stuff. I am. Um, I'm glad to see some of that stuff of of uh, Shin Megami Tensei Five getting like, hey, we're, it's coming out still. It's not dead because I like the Persona games so much. Mm, not sure mm. I care about that remastered yeah. one as much. And then I don't even remember what the other two games in there were. So yeah, as a as a presentation, I'll it, tell you what like, it was. It opened with um, DLC for Cadence of Hyrule. Okay, sure. people like that game. That was cool. Mm-hmm. That's a good mm-hmm. opener. Sure. Then some some whack-looking online shooter that just looks so generic and dull that's like a third-party thing. Mm. Then a new WWE wrestling game. That's right. <laughs> oh, great. With like cartoon John Cena. <laughs> hey, it looked all like... Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. okay. Yeah. And then the Shin Megami Tensei. I don't know why they did this as a presentation. It didn't just mm. kind of like roll those trailers out. Yeah, it's especially so, when they've been... So weird. They've been putting up the separate trailers... For the last little bit, yeah. anyway. So, yeah. And they put up like a ten-minute-long trailer for a different game, like the day after. There's that. Uh, I think uh, Luke posted it in the in the group. Tommy, did you notice that one as a Japanese game? I think it maybe. Oh, was, that is Sakuna. Yes. Yeah. 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 I think that looks cool. I don't know why it was in the Japanese version of the presentation, yeah. but not the English one. I I don't know why that is because that mean, game looks that game looks cool. It's probably not yeah. coming out in the West, right? Would that be the reason? I, I it guess. Is. Um, oh, <laughs> well, that's weird. Then, I guess it, yeah. it looks good. I as thought well. that too, but it is. It's yeah. It's got a. It's got a date here. I think it's out in November. It's got <laughs> like a. Yeah, I, Sorry, I don't know. We just I don't, don't have room to are. fit you in here. We've got five yeah. games already, so <laughs> I, not really. you'll make those other games look too bad in comparison. We'll release you in the Japanese one only. Yeah, it's weird. man, I this mean, is I'm, sick. Yeah. We're talking real positively about Xbox and real negatively about Nintendo. This is <laughs> exactly what I've wanted from this for five years. <laughs> Have you played any of the Shin Megami games, Adam? Because I know this news is this this like reveal of it and everything is like massive to some people. That game mm. does have like a pretty big fan base, and so. As as dull of a presentation as it is, I think that being at the end was like such a huge deal to um, a lot of people out there. But it's one that's completely passed me by, and I, I don't even think that it, it just from what kind of was shown of the game, it didn't really grab me or look that appealing. Sure. But so you've never played any of them? No, just Persona, which is the, a spin off 
from that it's series. It's a spin-off, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Uh, I it it looks like it is a little more um serious in tone possibly which may is mm. one of the more appealing things about persona that it has the sort of light-hearted tone about it so maybe it won't be appealing mm. but i am interested in it because i liked persona 5 basically mm. yeah i like atlas a lot i like uh mm. like persona i haven't talked about it yet on the pot i'll save it until i've played a bit more of it but um i played a bit of catherine full body which is the sort of i think it's like got a lot of the similar creative team from persona yeah so i'm i'm a fan of the way that they do things yeah, I've only played um, those two uh, franchises as well, but the the aesthetic similarities between Persona and and Catherine are, are super strong. Like th- the music and the visuals, and I, even the humor, the stuff that we did all really like about Persona is also in Catherine. So, I mean, I gotta check out Shin Megami Tensei. I, I think it was as much as that presentation was not of interest at all i i'm going to play that game when i can for sure yeah i think it's mm. i i might be wrong about this but i think they're a little final fantasy ish as well where you can kind of play them independently which is why they're putting right. out like the remaster of 3 and the new one is 5 but that's sort of fine i believe right 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 um big to 4 also the 7th yakuza mm. game got a, a release date or it, they said november and it's going to come out yeah, here in November. And George yeah, awesome. is going to be a voice for the English. Dub, yeah. Yeah. Which That's I could not care any less about. <laughs> if you forced me at gunpoint and you said, listen, you're, I'm, if you don't care less about this, I'm going to shoot you in the head. If anything, mm. that would make me care way more about it, ironically. Yeah, yeah. Been put in that situation. So mm. I'm definitely dying. But either way, yeah. You don't care about George Takai being a voice. Nah, who gives I, a I'm the, I like the. I, well, I'm interested in the game. I love the series of what I've played of them. I've played, I think, Zero, Six, and the Judgment game, and yeah. they're great. Um, and the the fact that this is a sort of, they've changed it. It's it's uh, turn based. It's more of a traditional JRPG. Kind um, of, yeah. I I think I like. I don't know. I guess there's you know six other seven other games with the beat 'em up style. So why not? But um, yeah. yeah, I'm pumped for that. Mix it up. I'm looking yeah. forward to November, baby. Cyberpunk yeah. as well. That game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of it for news, yeah. hey? There was one more thing of um, Ubisoft and Take-Two <coughs> both did like uh, sort of, I think, in- investor conferences or board, yes. whatever, that sort of, hey, everybody who's got a business stake, this is our plan. And Board is right. Oh, it's a real snooze fest. Hey, <laughs> listen here. Uh, strike that from the minutes, please. Wow. <laughs> We've got a bloody office clown over here honking his horn. Nice to see someone honking a nose rather than anything else at Ubisoft at the moment. Anyway, um, take hey. two said that NBA mm. 2K1, and that was the only game they mentioned, but they said that'll be $70 US on the PS5 and the Xbox Series X. And then Ubisoft yep. said that their games, for the moment, they said like this fall will be mm-hmm. $60. So they didn't say definitively yes. going forward, everything will remain the same price. And Take-Two but, specifically yeah. said it will go up. Uh, next-gen games in yes. that period. Not just current-gen games. Uh, for Ubisoft, next-gen games for, for that period of time will remain the same recommended retail price. I want because I don't know if it happened in the US, but I remember when the 360 was coming out. There was a period of time there when new games they're a hundred dollars here normally, 
and they mm. went up to being 120 new. They were 119.95 for like right. Project Gotham 3 and started like the very the launch mm. games of the 360 were that for like a brief period and then everything sort of went back down again later on. Mm. So I don't think it would be that weird to put stuff up. I, I think everyone kind of understands that time has progressed and inflation happens and you know yeah. it's just going to be the way it is. The so, discussions that, that I've seen from people who work in the industry are always of the tenor of like, why have they not gone up at all for so long? It's crazy that there's still the same uh, uh, cost for, for consumers because the cost for development has only gone up. Like budgets for games are astronomical now and they take fucking ages to work on, which is why people get pressured and, and have crunch situations because the money and the time thing just doesn't seem to line up. I, yeah. I, I mean, it's a luxury for me to be able to be like, yeah, I can pay an extra 10 bucks for a game. And I know that it's not the case for everyone, but it seems to make sense. Right. And if you hate microtransactions and stuff, this is the alternate answer for that. And also mm. $60 in 2005, for example, they were $60 then. That's $80 now just about right right with inflation right. so yeah it's probably it makes sense for them to go up to me uh mm. or that they get even more subsidized by season passes and whatever which wouldn't be my choice necessarily yes no neither tell you what would be my choice though or has been my choice to to do to myself <laughs> for a week here uh okay <laughs> do we want to <laughs> <laughs> it depends what this is. <laughs> you, now you may have noticed on this Zoom call that my hands have not been above the table this entire time. Yeah, I did notice that actually. <laughs> Let me reveal. <laughs> um, He's holding a copy of Ghost of Tsushima. <laughs> yeah, I am. Um, yeah, we've all been playing Ghost of Tsushima. Hey, yes, we have. Mm. Um, yeah, I went in from twelve oh one. The day that it was unlocked and released, I'd preloaded it on the PlayStation 4. Not a real I fan. I was super real excited. Real fans went in at midnight on the dot. Uh, I had I had to get a glass of water, I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> fucking big glass of water if you're pouring it for 60 seconds. I was pouring it and then well, I was and drinking ben, it. Famously, <laughs> and famously, all the clocks in Ben's house are off by one minute. So he actually yes, yeah. got confused by that and was yeah. like, oh, fuck, it's actually now. Yeah, that is famous. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah i played the the prologue i guess that night i played it for a couple of hours um and yeah i've sunk a bunch of time in i know i'm not as far in the story as, as you guys but i think i've probably played about as much uh time because i've done a bunch of side shit uh but um why don't we go around the horn uh with with our opinions tommy what do you think of this game you have the conch tommy you have the horn mm. You have the talking stick. I've got the horn for so listening I'm to you talk. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm, yeah, I think I'm probably, it's annoying. I, as far as I can tell, it doesn't have any kind of way of um, tracking how long you've mm. been playing for, which mm. I was trying to find um, before we did this. I think I'm probably six or seven hours in. Oh. So, yeah, I've done the first act of the story. Right. With a little bit of fucking around on the side. That, I, I reckon I would have. But done about 20 and have just gotten to the point you are too because I'm doing all the side shit as well. So it's interesting how much of a difference that can make. Yeah, yeah. right. Or maybe I've played longer. I don't know. I reckon I you might. Anyway. Keeping a little bit. But uh, I, I'm i really loving it, even though I think it has some um, pretty massive flaws. Yeah. 
Mm. That's my that's my broad. What take. is this what game? A Bunnings warehouse because it has some pretty massive. <coughs> um, Sales? I think uh, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> if you can find a better game than this, this game will get ten percent less of a Metacritic score than that. Um, mm. Yeah, I'm I'm engaged by it. I, I think that's the the thing that I'll say first is that I, I am like I keep coming back to it and and I keep wanting to play more of it and go and do all of the little side bits and everything. But I can't tell if that's more to do with enjoyment or compulsion because I agree that a lot of this game is it, it more than anything this game is not in any way special or unique or even other than visually kind of creative in an interesting way. I think it's such a an amalgamation of all the like generic open world games that have come out during this generation. And then on top of that, it's got some really fundamental issues with the way that it controls and some of the like technical kind of buggy aspects of it that I've seen. And just like the the structure of the story and all that stuff, it, it's really mediocre with a lot of that stuff. But I am very engaged by it, and it looks beautiful for the most yeah, part. Yeah, I other think than the bits that really I don't. think we. I th- I thought we were going to have very different opinions on this game, but I think that we're actually all pretty much in the same boat because I think that this game is like you, Knox, very um, Moorish, very compulsively you know, very addictive in certain ways that are probably just basic underlying manipulative, like here's a list, you know, check things off from it. Mm-hmm. Um, but and uh, Which means that I haven't been able to stop playing it. Like it's very, very Moorish. But almost every aspect of it is frustrating to me uh, and on varying levels of frustration. Some of them are very minor uh, that I can easily overlook, but a lot of aspects of this game really frustrate me like I really like fucking oh come on put like the controller down and walk away for a bit because it shouldn't be happening this is not me being bad at this this is the game having poor design right what's your biggest one what's your biggest frustration with it it's the camera a lot of people have said this it is the camera the controls I thought were initially my problem but it is the fact that you can control yourself off screen you can be in the middle of a heated fight with you know 10 enemies and all of a sudden a tree is in the center of the the screen and you cannot see yourself that happens to me so often and it really discourages me from playing the game in a certain way it only funnels me towards playing this game in a stealth mode because that is the only way I can be guaranteed that seven guys aren't going to be standing in front of the character that I'm playing as and immediately kill me because I can't see myself. It's so annoying. You know what it... I was playing it this afternoon and it, it, it made me think that this was almost as if it was designed for all of the combat to be happening in a completely open field. Yes. Because as soon as you get into a relatively narrow space, like if you're in a village or a town or whatever and then the fight happens to move into like a, you know, a... a corridor into yep. like one of the buildings you just immediately get completely fucked it's like yep. they just never worked out how to get the camera to to sit in a more enclosed space the thing that it's driven me towards doing though that um has mitigated that is i a lot of the combat for me has been about controlling positioning and making sure you roll away to a good area and that you move them mm. to where you want them to be 
So yeah. I think some of that is built into, like, if you get backed into a corner, then, yeah, you're going to get attacked by people and die. But it's it's about making sure that you are where you want everyone to be. You know what I mean? Um, and more than that, yeah, sure, I agree that the camera Yeah, but it's not about being bad. overpowered. It's like you just can't see. Like, you just yeah. all of a sudden, you you know, you're looking at the fucking ground. Well, like and you, e- you know, even... It, it kind of shifts in a way where... Even in an ideal situation where you are in the middle of a field there can be three fucking enemies standing just underneath the camera, you know, and yes. all of a sudden yeah. one of them will barrel yeah. in with an attack and you're like, well, motherfucker, or, I had no idea you were there. It's also the fact that you can be standing in a field with with three enemies and you'll attack one and because you've, I guess, started this, you know, animation that's built in, you'll attack off screen. I, I, there's something about the camera that starts to stay static when, when you're in combat. I think it's to emulate sort of uh, a cinematic quality. Uh, this is what I've seen in some of the interviews and stuff I've read is like, we want it to feel like you are, you know, a samurai in a movie and you can see this static shot. You can almost visualize it of like silhouetted, you know, a samurai fighting across, you know, a, a sunlit horizon. And it's this static shot, you mm. almost. But it doesn't really work. I feel that's the sensation is almost like this camera sits still as if they've put a tripod down. And you well, fight out of screen. It also it doesn't feel cinematic at all. Like they don't pull up that yes. aspect yes. of it either because it. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah, you're in complete control of the camera and uh, tasked with making sure you're looking around. You know, but the fucking attack buttons are on like square and triangle, so you can't do both at once. There's unless you yes. do that like dumbass claw pose that some people think is okay to do, but I don't because... Yeah, it doesn't feel cinematic. It, it mm. feels like a bug. Like, yeah. it, it just feels like it's, yeah. it's, beha- it's not behaving how it's meant to. You don't go, oh, yeah, look, this is, this is the trade-off, is that this is, like, set deliberately this way to look this way. Mm. It's just like, why is this fucking up? Why is this not doing <laughs> what I need it to There's do? There's a lot of stuff I about also, the game that is unpolished in that same way. I also think, Nox, were you implying yeah. that the game doesn't feel cinematic in general as well? Because no, not at all. I think that is true. I, I yeah. don't think it's cinematic. I think it's pretty laughable that they compare this to Kurosawa. Like, and they do directly. It's a, there's a mode that is entitled it's, Kurosawa it's mode. Kurosawa mode. It's, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, and in yeah the interviews I've seen with the game's sort of lead creative, whose name I forget, uh, they talk a lot about it, trying to to evoke the feelings of those films, yeah. and they it doesn't at all. It, it's the the cutscenes are done in engine, which is fine because a lot of games have in-engine cutscenes. I think The Last of Us Two is a great recent example, but the cutscenes are just like these medium or wide shots of like three people standing slightly off center. Like there's totally. no cinematic um, feel to how it is portrayed in cutscenes, and occasionally you get a nice landscape shot as you transition from a mission back into the, the roaming open world thing. But those sort of like shots with like the samurai on the cliff and the the sword silhouetted stabbed into the ground are not really that common in the movies they're referencing. They the the movies are much more focused on like character and action and close ups and stuff. Uh, so I I think it it also fails on that level. Definitely from the point of view of um yeah those cutscenes like you say like the whole thing looks more like Shadow of Mordor than a fucking Kurosawa mm. movie. But like. Mm. The the environments themselves and a lot of the places you go and the vistas and stuff you can see and like I don't know for example there's like a mission where you're going to get I think a cool sword and there's like a bunch of old samurai swords stabbed into the ground in a circle around mm-hmm. you and then you have a fight in the middle they look good in terms of like just the environmental design but no yes. you're right it never 
capitalizes on it in um, a way where you have a like, wow, look at what they've set up there and, and shown me in this cutscene. It's it, like they are always very just plonk the camera somewhere utilitarian and show these two people from the waist up having a chat. That's, and then yeah, their and faces I, don't fucking move. It's, it's yeah, the, the face facial animations are really dodgy. <laughs> it's nuts. Yeah. I, all a of the animation I've, I've thought so far looks really dated. Mm. Pretty rigid, yeah. It's weird because, yeah, and I, this is probably unfair to say, but I think it kind of suffers a bit for how close it's come out to Last of Us 2. And I know it's probably unfair to say, given that you're talking about a game that a lot of people would say is, is now in the conversation of, you know, one of the best games of all time. But, like, facial animations really stick out, you know, really suffer from how recently and that's um, I've played Last of Us 2. And the yeah. same with the the stealth and the, and the AI of the yeah. enemies is just insane. There's just a lot of, like, people just kind of, like, doing laps in circles. Like, it yeah. feels so <laughs> last gen. I, like, think, mm. I think Red Dead 2 is maybe a, a nearer comparison to what this isn't yes. quite living up to for me. And, yeah. like, that game is made by one of the wealthiest companies in the world and took them six years, you know, like it isn't yeah. necessarily fair to directly compare one thing to another thing. However, it is an existing benchmark that this mm. doesn't even fall short of. It falls wildly short of in almost well, every what aspect it, what it, of it. What it falls right directly next to is the Assassin's Creed franchise, specifically the two recent examples um, th- that is what this game is. A few people mentioned it when we, uh, you put the call out for some opinions in the group knocks. Um, a lot of people said this is Assassin's Creed Japan, and that is exactly how it feels. And I didn't mind those recent games, and I don't mind this game, but I think because of the setting and the goals that this team ha- appears to have set itself, I expect a little bit more from it. Because... I think Red Dead is a great example of a game that I think nailed it and I think a lot of people agree, uh, did. Mm. Some people had issues with certain aspects. But one thing I loved about Red Dead from the start uh, that I know you guys did not was the controls. And I think, weirdly, I would have liked some something closer to those controls in this game because there is this sense that they have gone for this aesthetic and this style and this era, which is a very weighty and very... Um, respected and a very serious and um, rich, you know, artful era of history. And it feels like you are controlling Pac-Man. Like it feels like you are this non-existent entity that is floating around the screen. Your your horse can do a 1080 on the spot. And I feel like if you had some more weight to what was actually going on, it might help. Maybe. I don't know if I agree so much with that. I don't like the controls heaps also but more in the way that they feel a little and again it it feels silly to compare this just to a million other open world games but it really is just so in the vein of every other one that it's hard not to um yeah it feels like horizon zero dawn in the same way that i had uh i found it frustrating to not be able to move around the environment fluidly in that game Mm -hmm. and i'm feeling the same thing with this where like some rocks are just too high to jump off of but some are fine and yes. Yeah. Yep. Some places you can climb if they've got the white fucking dumbass scuff mark along them, yes. you know, or the yep. stupid red bit of rope where you're like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, I gotta climb up that bit. I'm so mm-hmm. sick of that in games for some reason. The the the, the yeah. ladder built into the environment, mm-hmm. but like, and just holding up. But whatever. 
Yeah. Yeah. There's something. It just it, it and it went in the combat, which I actually kind of like. Um, it's it, it's not quite that like sort of Batman snap to enemies and just sort of hit your combos in the right timing and you'll do it. You've got to think about it a bit and you've got to be ready to block and roll and mm. dodge and all of that. Like it's not. It it's it is a middle ground between a Batman and a, and a more complicated combat focus game. But um, the issue with the combat that I have is that those sort of four stances that you get to deal mm. with different types of enemies end up being a lot more um, annoying than I feel like they were meant to be. Like, you know exactly which enemy to use which stance for. You know exactly when you need to switch to them. There's no like... I wonder what would be best to use in this situation because they lit- they each correspond to one of the four types of enemies, you know? Right. So it, it yeah. just is more of a hassle than um, an enjoyable part of the combat. And then when you switch to it, you do the same thing where it's like a combo where you hold triangle and then press it a few times or you press triangle a few times. or You know, it's it doesn't actually create a difference in how you're fighting these different enemies. You just have to be in the right mode like rock, paper, scissors. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And then the the controls for doing that shit with the shoulders and switching all your, um, the, the like little darts and whatever that you can, yeah, yeah, yeah. your bows and everything, holding one of the triggers and then remembering which fucking, whether it's left on the D pad or triangle for this Mm -hmm. one or whatever is not very intuitive at all. However, having said that, and I know we're focusing on the negatives here, it, the combat is still enjoyable and I am. Yeah. Yeah, having a good time. I really yeah. like it. Yeah. yeah, I really. That's one of my favorite things about it. Yeah, I'm finding that really satisfying and getting all the different and like being able to like upgrade the different parts of the skill tree and like focus on the sorts of things that you want to focus on and unlocking the new things all feels very satisfying. I like the little kind of justifications in the world for like getting the new stances, like having to take out the leaders of mm-hmm. like the camps mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of a cool way of unlocking that. I do think it does have like a few nice little things where it's kind of using enough things about the world that it's in to sort of justify these mechanics and these systems that you're doing that for me make it feel a little bit more like just a straight up, you know, open world template with just this specific coat of paint on it. Right, it is. It definitely is a little bit better than the track an icon and walk there Assassin's Creed yeah. style thing. It's it's halfway yeah. towards the Breath of the Wild where you're getting environmental clues and the wind thing as a replacement for the mini map is nice because you do kind of turn it on yes. and forget about it and just get driven by it. Yeah. Mm, it yeah. does work really yeah, well. Yeah, I immediately switched to like the expert HUD or whatever that is, which means I think basically nothing on screen unless it's like contextually relevant. And it it is beautiful. Like for as much as I talked it uh, down at you know not being a cinematic game, um, it is a beautiful game and it is a game comparable to a Witcher Three or a Red Dead Two, where it's fun to just be in the world and it's fun mm. to ride around and crest a yeah. cliff and see a bay and see you know the enemy ships there. Um, it does look good, and as much as I am hating sort of the the mass combat situations, like you said, Tommy, there is a pretty malleable skill tree where I am just upgrading some stealth stuff and upgrading the the wind chimes to distract people and and getting the gear that allows me to uh, function more effectively in stealth. So the fact that it has that it's it has the, that yeah. flexibility is very cool. I'm enjoying I've, that. Yeah, I've found the stealth really really poor and haven't wanted right. to engage with that at all because right. like you said before i think tommy the enemy ai is really dull 
in, in the stealth sections. Mm. It'll just sort of mm. walk and then stand and turn around and walk back the other way and just kind of repeat yes. for, for a while. And then I, I don't find that the environments where you're being asked to be stealthy are very well set up to make that um, to make you feel like you have any creativity within that. There's this one patch of tall grass that you can hide in or there's this one building you can go under, but it's just sort of like either follow the stealth path or you stand up and fight everyone. And then the combat mm. is a little bit yeah. more fluid, which I'm enjoying more than the pretty strict feeling to me, stealth. And, the, and, and, and it also doesn't, once you- even though it's strict, it doesn't feel good. It feels like janky in a weird way where like the assassinations that you do, if you sneak up on someone, you'll like fly across the map and get them. And <laughs> you know what I mean? It, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And then once you're on the roofs, you are completely invisible. Man. It doesn't matter <laughs> yeah. how much you're fucking around up there. You are <laughs> 100% undetectable. And they're not high roofs. They are relatively mm. low yeah, Japanese yeah. roofs. And you'd think if you were a Mongolian army, you'd come over to this new country, you'd be like, fucking get a load of this place. You'd be looking around all the time. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Nah, these guys don't give a fuck. They're looking at the fire or at one prisoner or out of one window <laughs> for six seconds and then turning around and walking and looking in the corner for six seconds and then turning around and walking back to the window. You know what I think the biggest problem with the stealth is? Mm. Can't go prone. That's true. Oh yes, you, yeah. No prone. Yeah. Hate to compare no it prone. to The Last of Us again, but uh, yeah. But Damn. that game did do stealth so well. You know, it's the same when Horizon and Breath of yeah. the Wild came yeah. out in a similar time frame. You do directly compare yeah. it to the thing you've got the most recent experience with. If it's if it's the very last thing you've played, and also if it's not just going like, oh, it doesn't look as good, it's it's trying to do a lot of the same things and. You know, Last of Us Two. It's 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 an you know it's it's an option, but it's not. I mean, you're a samurai. You know, you're a yeah. you can dress as a ronin. You can do all these things. Like contextually, the idea of being able to do stealth well kind of matters so much more mm. in this game, given the given the theme of it and the character that you're playing. And I know you- it also matters contextually in Last of Us Two, but like a big part of the selling point of this game has been like. This is how you can do the game if you want. You can 100% stealthy way through it, right. and I, mm. I, I've found it. I've found it way too hard to to do that. It's 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 rarely been an option to be able to sneak my entire way through a camp. Stuff that's been a pretty staple um, element of stealth games for a long time now, as well as missing. Like if you kill someone, if you would like assassinate them quietly, you can't move their body and then hide mm. them. So someone else is just gonna fucking find it later, and you have no control over that. All um, just that yeah. sort of shit where. I don't know, but definitely the thing that, and to say some more positive stuff about the game, I am enjoying the combat, even though I think it's um, got some irritating elements. When there's a big group and I'm fucking strolling in and I'm the samurai bastard and I'm like, come and fight me. I love it how, so you can do like a standoff in this game where, and it doesn't Mm. always trigger, but you're meant to be able to walk up to a group of enemies and press up on the D-pad and he'll be like, hey, motherfuckers. I'm here. Yeah, come, and come get out. Me. Come out and play. I before you go on, Nox. I think I've had issues with the button like trigger recognition with everything. Like you'll walk up to someone who you're supposed to get a quest from, and unless you approach them from like the 47th degree angle, and you're right. coming in this direction with the sun, and you press R2, there's no um, button prompt. It happens with a bunch of shit. It's really, really yeah. annoying. Picking up all the little bits of linen and bamboo and whatever that are around. You've got to be in a certain position and mm. it can be annoying but um 
the the standoffs in particular, I'll find that, yeah, that I'm walking up to a group, I'm miles away from them, so I should be able to yell at them, but then it just doesn't happen and then they turn around and look at me and they're like, oh, mm. hey, all right. But it's very funny You're that dead. sometimes agree, yeah. he'll mm. yell like, send your best warrior out and come and face me or like... um you know, some samurai shit that sounds good, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. fight me with honor or die or whatever. And then sometimes he's just like, hey! <laughs> There's one where he yeah. just yells yes. hey at him. <laughs> Fuck, I love that. <laughs> but, um, the, yeah, the combat is like pretty intense and you got to be on your guard and ready to block and ready to deflect and parry and all that shit. So I have been enjoying it, even though it um, the stances thing is maybe not that interesting to me. Yeah, I think I'm getting better at the combat as well. Um, and I agree with all those criticisms of the stealth. I wanted to say quickly before we got off the stealth too far, it r- reminds me of an old Assassin's Creed game because they were all about assassination. That was the entire focus of them. Mm. But the stealth was pretty bad. There wasn't in, a, in some of them the option to move bodies, although there was in a lot of them. But just like that sort of weightless feeling of like, oh, the assassin blade, in it goes and the guy's done and... Um, there wasn't really good stealth in terms of moving from cover to cover. It feels very Assassin's Creedy, which I know is like a hack thing to say about this game, but it's really reminiscent of of some of the bad ones uh, for yeah. me, which I did play all of. But well, um, yeah, the, yeah the, I do love the combat. I, I think there was a there's an option. You do a mission in like a burnt out town, and then you get the option to go back and sort of take the town back properly. And it's big. It's like a few different sections. There's a lot of guys there. There's, I think it's, I don't know if you played it, um, both of you, but it's like three cages of people to unlock, three yeah. leaders to take out, you know. And the one down the, on the, like, it, the bottom coast? Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, it's. I guess I, I did would be the word that people would use instead yeah, of the bottom. Yeah, the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> the bottom. Down, yeah. I'm more of Great a top bottom fan. land. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, did, I did do a lot of it in stealth, but there were moments where. You have to take on a group of guys because they're out in the open and there's a prisoner there. And the satisfaction of beating them and taking them out really cleanly and quickly mm. is, I think, justified. It is there because the game is is made well enough for it to feel like you did it properly. You didn't just fluke it. And yeah. so I'm enjoying that. And maybe I'm just getting better at the combat as I go. I think that is definitely part of it, that it starts off a little more tricky than obviously when you get used to it because it is different feeling to the sort of batman or assassin's creedy combat where mm. one character will lock onto you and the rest will kind of stand there and wait their turn and be like yeah get him yes. until he dies yeah. and then they're like oh, oh who's next but everyone's kind of yeah. at you in this one and i'm finding that fun and just to reiterate again the environments themselves look fucking beautiful but everything else around them like mm. the animation and the way, especially with the characters' faces, and um, but like the general animation of the the guards and the Mongol soldiers and you and all of that stuff, a lot of this feels like weirdly like it's a remake of a PS3 game. You know what I mean? That's yes. yeah. That's what I was gonna say. That's exactly the same way I feel about it because I think the presentation in terms of yeah the environments and how it looks. The music and sound design is yes, incredible. The I love the little like title cards at the start of yes. each um, mission. Some are really of them are well fucking done. annoying though. Just to sorry, <laughs> jump in because everything that you get after a mission, it will let you press start and go and have a look at it. Except for a fucking ability point, where if you press start then mm. or options then, it'll just say, "All right, paused. Wait, motherfucker." <laughs> for some reason, yeah, I'm right, not going to let you right, look at right, it. Right. Just a small thing, but it's emblematic of the weird 
sort of um, just missing or or dodgy elements of this game but that the, stick mm, out. Mm. But like that coming up is such a cool effect. Like at the start of the thing, like the Japanese text, mm. like the the yeah, like we mentioned before, the guiding wind is such a nice touch, yes. and like one of the very small areas where it does kind of innovate within that open world, very mm. played out mm. um, genre. Uh, I you know the the little I love the little effect when you do go and grab um, the supplies or the linen or whatever the like pushing the button and the thing kind of just like disintegrating like, yeah, I think yes. that looks really cool yeah so like all of that kind of overall feel is so good and looks so amazing and polished which then it it just looks like this skin that's been slapped on like a yeah PS2 or PS3 game like it's got totally. all these weird animations and dodgy camera and dodgy AI. Like it's, it's bizarre that these big chunks of it are like so, so far behind. There's really inelegant sort of fading between well, kind of almost like everything. Like there's always these dips to black, these 100%. Yeah, like you go yeah. through a, mm. a doorway to start cinema, to baby. go <laughs> during a mission and it's like it fades to black, it fades back up again. And I know... Like games like God of War and The Last of Us Two and and stuff are the benchmark. Like they're the A plus games of this generation, but I don't remember this stuff happening for like a good five or six years. Like they're really, really dated game design things of clunky loading screens and clunky fades and yeah. And it, yeah, the fact that it all happens in engine, I just don't understand why it had to. Be so clunky. Even even your shadows of Mordor, even your spiders, men, even your yes. those sort of ge- I, G Grand's Theft Auto. I don't <laughs> yes. remember that happening either. That fade to black, and it does add because mm. when if you're standing in a field with all these hundreds of flowers that are mo- swaying in the breeze, and these bright yep. orange trees in the distance that look beautiful, and this washed yep. sun that all the colours in the game look so great. It makes mm. those cutscenes where some fucking scarecrow-looking motherfucker walks up to you <laughs> yeah. with a straight yeah. face, and it's like, "I'm so sad." It doesn't. It it, and the story as well just is so plain and and uninterestingly written. Every yeah. bit of dialogue in this game is just so mechanical and just getting across this information oh, man. without any feeling at yeah. all. Uh, a lot of the writing, I wrote down a lot of the examples of it. It feels... So there's a huge issue with this game, I feel like, where it is um, co-opting this aesthetic, which is very like beautiful and fascinating and deep and rich and historic, but it's doing it in a shitty game way. Like There's a lot of writing where... I know I've got Japanese language, but English subtitles. I assume you guys probably do as well. I don't know. No, I'm doing English. If the English dub. The I did English just because I... yeah. Fuck I was, reading. It, <laughs> I, yeah, I kind of find I'm just looking at the part of the screen. I'm not. I don't take the whole thing in. Same. I, do, I really right. don't. If like I've got text on the games. screen, like, yeah, I, 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 I had it on to very begin with for the very, very first bit, and I just and because the other thing is, this is another huge glaring thing that I've seen a few reviews point out. When you switch to Japanese language, then in the <laughs> cutscenes, uh, you're probably about to say this, Ben. Yeah. It's not lip synced properly, so it's, you're just watching this even more fucked and robotic looking thing. Like it's English first. It's English mouth lip syncing, which is bizarre yeah. for a, a Japanese samurai game. But then the stuff that they're saying, maybe you guys have actually noticed noticed this more because you have the English language voiceover on. But the writing is really bad. It's really gamey. It's a lot of like. Wow, I guess um, it must be hard to be a samurai. Well, it ain't meant to be easy. 
and yeah. a lot of like, all right, guys, we got this, and like a lot of real shitty American style game dialogue in the it's, mouths of these uh, ancient samurai characters. It seems so strange. I wouldn't even say it's American style or anything like that. I'd just say it's it's devoid of much character to it. Yes, so, yes, true. Um, it's it's so plot driving rather than ca- and like there, there's been one scene that I've seen so far where one of the characters has done a very good line reading of an emotional thing out of mm. I I would guess about twenty hours but I have no way of truly knowing but like mm. all of the side missions especially are fucking bland as hell you'll show mm. up and some guy will be like hey my family's dead too and you'll be like oh yeah. You and every fucking other, everyone else. Oh, I guess the Mongols dead. did it. Better go fight some Mongols. Yeah, where's the seven Mongols I need to kill for this one? How far do I need mm. to walk away? There's there's a couple that are trying to do something a little more interesting, but even the ones that are like, there's a haunted forest out there, they still end up not having much character to that or much personality in them. It's all just very um, sort of passable but forgettable. Like, yeah, a, a lot of the game other than specifically the environmental visuals is very yep. very medium yeah i think someone mentioned in the in the group they wanted to know how this treats sort of the fact that it is a, a japanese setting and an ancient traditional japanese setting and how it deals with sort of japanese philosophical concepts and and stuff that you know is a little high-minded and a little highfalutin for a, a video game but they seem to be leaning into it with these kurosawa comparisons um, it doesn't deal with any of that well at all. It barely deals with it. Like the haiku stuff is laughable. I read this great uh, article on Kotaku. They're very bad haikus. They're, se- they're very so bad. bad haikus. I think we can all tell just from playing it ourselves they're bad, but they got a, a, a haiku um, academic to analyse some of them and they were like, this is laughably bad. This is not haiku. Like right. this is just three sentences put together. Um it's, uh, it's like some of the imagery, the Fox stuff and, uh, you know, obviously all of it, all of the imagery has a lot of meaning for a lot of people and is very culturally significant and it's just used in the way that an Assassin's Creed game might use, you know, the Notre Dame Cathedral. It's like, oh, this is a cool thing to climb on. Like that's kind of the extent of, of how it's treated in this game. Right. And uh, yeah, I think more than not dealing with anything well, it like you said, it just doesn't really utilize the setting too much. Mm. Like you could you could pretty easily sort of palette swap this out for medieval knights being invaded by the Normans or whichever one fucking went in there, and sure, you'd get pretty much the same effect out of this, other than yeah, visually, I, of yeah. course, which is where a lot of the um, work for that seems to have gone. Like it's not bad, and I'm mm. en- I'm enjoying the setting. But it does seem like a missed opportunity because it does it 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 feels pretty um, unexplored in a lot of kind of disappointing ways. I think that's the best way to describe it. It's it's superficially beautiful, but it is a shallow game. At the same time, like I said, I am enamored by it in a way. Like I <laughs> right, right. keep playing it and I'm very stuck in the loop that it does. It, it really presents you with all of that open world stuff, repetitive as it may be, in a good way where you pick a direction and you walk and then a little bird shows up. It's like, hey, fucking come this way. And then the bird mm. like flies into a cliff and glitches out, and you, but you eventually follow it to some yes. shrine and then you get a new hat. Yep. You're like, dope, I've got a new hat. What can I see from here? Totally. That, I think that loop that's is what very I've... effectively done in this game. 
And that's what I've been doing. Like I'm, I'm way behind you guys, it feels like, in the story. But I've done a bunch of that shit because it looks beautiful and I want to ride my horse around, yeah. seeing the beaches and the trees and the sunsets. And I want to get new sword kits and, and new outfits and shit. Like All of that is done technically quite well. Anything visual in this game, basically, apart from the camera, looks and amazing. the characters, the, the faces and even just sure. the, way the characters look. Yeah. If you've removed sure, every... But, yeah animated character from this and we're just flying around the environment you got a really good looking game well if you removed every human apart from your own character it'd be it's cool it's cool you get to ride around you see some houses on fire and shit you see some some ships and some trees like the the autumn leaves you know the golden forest and it's beautiful like it's incredible yeah 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 very nice photo mode that you can use if you want hmm Mm. Yeah, I mean all those negatives that we've um, that we've talked about. None of them, even though I'm very aware of all of them as I'm playing it, none of them are really detracting too much from my enjoyment of it on a moment to moment level. Mm. I did last night. I cranked the difficulty down because I just kind of wanted to get it. I, I kind of wanted to push through as much as I could before we did this review Mm. and I kept finding myself just getting owned by being backed into a corner with the camera Mm. and you know this isn't the most ringing endorsement of a game but it is it's a lot more enjoyable now cruising through it and and not having to worry about dying at the hands of just like not being able to see Mm. where I am in the space and I guess at the end of the day like you know there's probably plenty of people listening who want to know if it's worth their time and yeah it's it's it looks great. It's it's fun to ride around in. It's a beautiful world. It's I I still think it probably is worth your time when it's on sale. Like if mm. if if those issues that we've brought up seem like enough of a sticking point to you, then then definitely like wait until it's reduced a bit. But I I still yeah I still I still think the combat is interesting enough and that the um the setting is is beautiful enough and and it's just a different style of story that hasn't really been done much in games like it'd it'd be great you know it'd be great if we could say no no no, check this samurai game out instead but i don't think that you know that style of game of this nature really exists well i think that is the most disappointing thing about it for me though is that i'm enjoying the game but the story is just nothing to me like the whole kind of main uh tension that is meant to be there of of Jin, who's your main character trying to be like, oh, God, am I living up to the samurai code or am I betraying it to get this done? What am I doing? That doesn't fucking matter. Like, it really isn't <laughs> being delivered in a way that I care about any of what's going on, which is a shame because I wanted to. Mm. But I, I, yeah, I agree, defi- yeah. yeah. Sorry. I think if, you were, if you're coming from it from the perspective of someone who, like, really likes samurai movies and has seen a bunch of them, then yeah. you'll probably be more disappointed than if you're someone who likes Assassin's Creed games and thinks that Japanese maples are pretty. Like, And it is a good yeah. game for those people. If you like Assassin's Creed and have liked the recent ones, you'll probably like this game a lot because it is yeah. an artful and thoughtful version of those games with probably the same issues and bugs that those games have that have held us back from loving those ones as well. Shadow of Mordor even more closely, I think this is like a direct mm. cousin to... Because right. Direct cousin, but you know what I mean. <laughs> It's, sure. <laughs> it it is almost the exact same experience of that where I'm like, I I like this setting, but it's doing nothing with it. The the gameplay mm-hmm. is fine, but I can't stop playing it. Yeah. The combat has issues, but 
I really enjoy. You know, it's the it's the same sort of stuff. This is like it's about as fucking Japanese and satisfying as buying a California roll from a food court, but mm. nothing yeah, wrong right. with the, yeah. you know they still fill you up even if you're like oh. <laughs> so, yeah, I yeah. think that's fair. Yeah. I think that's fair. I'm not going to brag to my friends that I had Japanese for lunch. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but was there anything else I wanted to say? I think I agree with the story. It's it's very shallow, but I'm still going from icon to icon. You know, I'm yep. still doing every side yeah. quest. I'm Same. following every yellow bird. I'm going every hot springs. I'm doing Getting every haiku foxes. as bad as they are. Yes. Man, they're so yep. fucking bad. It's nuts. It's crazy because <laughs> they're like they're yeah. meant to be about nature as well, isn't that one of the like main things of a haiku? But then, because so, well, you like, kind of construct yeah, them yourself like man, as well, you get man's connection to nature. You know, yeah, something like that. But some of them, it, it some of the lines are just like, "Well, I'm tired, man. Hello." Like they're ju- they're almost that level yeah. of of bizarre, like. Teenage poetry that, mm. it, it it it, yeah, they're, they're my least favorite like collectible thing to come upon because I know I'm gonna have to sit through fucking two minutes of this idiot writing a haiku. <laughs> well, I think that those haikus probably sum up the issues with the game in in the best in a little microcosm because it's like they're completely disrespectful to Japanese culture, but the uh, that I wouldn't aspect go as far game, as that personally. I think they're poorly written but i don't think they're presented in with any sort of uh snark to them i think they're just you know not super competently done but i i wouldn't well, say they're I- yeah. disrespectful the igno- ignorance of a culture portraying a culture ignorantly is still disrespectful it doesn't i think it's more incompetent than ignorant though i don't think anyone has not looked up you know well, what i mean yeah. i think it's just sure but a, a a girl wearing a native american headdress to a festival is incompetent in her actions still disrespectful no but it's like if she's wearing it's like an actual native american person wearing a headdress but it's all skewed to the side you know but, well, but this game wasn't made by japanese people no i know so but I, it, I, yeah. It's still it's still appropriation, but it's done shittily rather than maliciously, and that's sure, I think I, the issue with the game. It's like nothing about it deserves to be cancelled, but nothing about it is done in a way that says I really respect this and have done the research to make it yeah, as good as it should be. It yeah, it reads to me, and I and I haven't really read anything about the development team or anything like that, so I could be completely wrong. But it, it reads to me as if they. Wanted to make an open world game and someone went, oh, wouldn't Samurais be cool? And then they've sort of done the research there rather than it being someone who's like, I am obsessed with Samurais. I've studied the whole culture of it and everything about that era of Japanese history for nearly my entire life. I have this deep, passionate love of it and I want to put that into a video game. It feels like that the research has kind of come along pretty late in the piece. And not saying that that's, you know, that's, not the worst thing in the world. It's just the way that the the way that this take on it reads is that it's come about them putting those elements in has come along pretty late in the piece, rather than it being like a real passion project and someone like really, really wanting to tell uh, a great story of something that they're deeply, deeply attached to. I don't know. I think I like there definitely isn't any part of this game that reads as as disrespectful to me. I do think that is a part of it that. Whether or not it like of nails any element of it, I don't think any of it is done with um, 
a lack of respect or even reverence for some of the stuff. Like, they, you know what I mean? It's it's trying to make those. I de- I definitely disagree. Like, I I read this thing about the haiku stuff, and it's like again, I'm not like angry. I don't think they should be like um, called out for cultural appropriation. Dragged. But the yeah the the <laughs> it's like they don't make grammatical sense. Like in English or Japanese, like it's just if you had someone go and research haiku and preset, you know, like twenty or twenty combinations, then it would make more sense than what you get to choose from in the game. Like it just, it's more like if you're going to include something that is culturally important and has thousands of years of history, at least do it to like a basic standard rather than one that literally doesn't make sense. It's kind of weird that at the time. Um at the time that Ghost of Tsushima is set, haikus apparently didn't exist yet. I saw there was a different <laughs> right, type of yeah. Japanese poetry. So, they oh definitely, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or samurais done, would have wouldn't have written haiku. It was it was a different kind of poetry. Yeah, it's it's a different. Um, it's it's a very Hollywood version of Japan. You know what I mean? But mm. also, I don't have a problem with the way it's done in this. I just think that it's not done. If they did it with the same level of research that I don't know. I mean, they clearly put a lot of research into it. I'm sure someone did, um, you know, there was someone who tried their best to research haikus and write them to the standard that they thought they should live up to. I just think they've fallen short of that. You know what I mean? It doesn't Mm. seem like someone hasn't bothered trying. It seems like they haven't been capable of succeeding. I, I think they're bad enough that it was just someone who sat down on an afternoon and was like, uh, like uh, blossoms in the wind, um, <laughs> sitting on a rock isn't. I'm a frog. Yeah, <laughs> like that's how, that, that, that is. Yeah, but um, but I I meant more like generally. That's how I feel about a lot of the aesthetic things in the game. It's like, and like you said, Tommy, someone thought this was cool, so they put it in, but they weren't. It, this is not like a, a obsessively researched game. Which weirdly, apparently, the Assassin's Creed ones were those two recent ones were like could be taught in schools, which is probably yeah. th- too far in the other direction. Well, and they went and like they got f- photo scans of individual leaves from the actual island of Tsushima, apparently. Right. But then it's a totally different shape and layout and everything. So they've they've <laughs> right, definitely right. made video game version for it. And the haikus they're clearly trying to convey. Jin's mindset with what's going on at the moment and relate it to his place in the story. It's just that all of the writing is so bland and plain and lame that mm. none of it hits. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree with that. Uh, so I will continue playing the game until I yeah. finish it. And I'm, I know I'm gonna I get I a cannot put it down. Platinum trophy on this. I'm gonna put like yep. fucking forty more hours in probably. It's bizarre. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. I zoomed out on the on the map and it's. It's so much bigger than you think it is at right. the start. Like, no, nah, it's so exactly how big I thought I've it was. Seen <laughs> I, pr- I predicted it. <laughs> it's just, it's nice Seeing to how be how little of it I've actually done, I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the wind in the trees and shit, same as The Witcher in Red Dead, it's just nice to be moving around outdoors. Yeah. With my fucking magic horse mm. who shows up just behind me all the time. Yeah. That's, I think, yeah, yeah, love a bit of that. Love a bit of um, it's. There's a lot of it that the gaminess is too apparent for for me. Uh, at the end of this generation, where I've played a bunch of of better versions of this, it's a little too gamey, a little too inelegant. But 
it's still very addictive, and I'm yeah. still going to play it for uh, the entirety of its of its storyline, at least. Yeah. I have a feeling I'm either going to have stopped playing it within half a week or finish it and do everything, and it'll be on my game of the year list. <laughs> <laughs> I feel I feel like I'm I, like I'm really enjoying it in spite of those flaws, but I feel like I'm going to m- take a massive turn. One way or the other, yeah, where either right. I decide I just cannot be fucked or I go, no, those things that I thought were flaws were actually really good and it's <laughs> one of the best things I've <laughs> ever played. I I've, think <laughs> I've rebranded what I think of those it, flaws. It does feel bad being as harsh as it is we are because we are looking at it sort of critically and whatever, but I am still enjoying it. I think you were right, Tommy, when you said before that like when it's on a sale, this is a good one to get. And it's when you've got a bit of time, yeah. so maybe the lockdown stuff is a good time for it. But uh, maybe mm. it being one of these sort of... Sony first party tentpole type release games is what's letting it down to from how it comes across because you mm. are comparing it to God of War and Last of Us and Spider-Man and a lot of yeah. things that have done similar things like Spider-Man did a better open world um fucking Last of Us did a better story God of War looked better you know every the, it yeah. it doesn't meet yeah. the benchmark of so so many of its contemporaries but it is still fun. Well, it, it reeks to mm. me of something that I think, you know, I could see <laughs> this getting a uh, a remaster edition early on in the oh. life of the PS5 with some of these bugs and stuff cleaned up. It just, it smacks to me of that. It'll have, you know, improved camera, tweaked visuals, better facial animations. Like Maybe. that That's something that I could definitely see happening. I can't see that. Um, uh, I'd be, yeah. I think if the facial animations were better, that might be the thing that tips me over into like being okay with just flat out liking this game. But the fact that you can't even take the cutscenes seriously, I think it's just that mm. that thing that pushes it from like a game I'm happy to recommend to a game that I would say only buy on sale, which is I such a shame because I was really excited for it. Yeah, I it's I, I think it's not even that you can't necessarily take them seriously. They're just very video gamey. They're not ridiculous. Yeah. They're just yeah. plain. They're dull. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Again, yeah. In, a, in a PS3. They're a drag. Yeah. They're a drag when they come up. They're not like I know. You know. You're not mm. thinking. Oh yeah, cool. I'll you know learn some stuff. I'll yeah. just take a back seat for a bit and just watch this. It's a bit like mm. yeah, yeah. I just want to get on. Like it makes me like there's you there's a couple of missions where. You know, you're in a you're in a town or you're in a base or whatever, and your main objective is get to your horse and then head out to go do this thing. And you've got an optional thing of talk to your um, talk to your allies mm. before you head out. Mm. It just makes me not want to do all that s- yeah. stuff. Like yeah. you know, in plenty of games like Last of Us Two or whatever, you you know you you kind of control. You want to find all that extra stuff because it's presented so well, but I just can't be fucked going to talk to someone and having it fade to black and then <laughs> yep. seeing a dodgy animation where nothing nothing really that interesting gets revealed That's about either of the people that mm. are, are in the interaction. So it's like, why would I bother? I'm just going to go get on the horse and fuck off. You're going to talk yep. to the bow guy. He's going to say, hey, be careful out there, Jin. Remember to follow the way of the samurai. My student betrayed me. Well, see you later. It, it's just it's <laughs> such <laughs> information delivery that is taking place yeah. in those scenes. I also noticed like re- all of the um like you go to the armorer and they're like, oh, I've got some nice armor for you. So like they say the same line. Like they have yeah. two to three maximum lines, which is it's just yeah. we're come so far. I thought in in games where you don't want to see hello Jin, I've got some nice armor for you today. 
80 times in a Or game. have it be yeah. the one thing that's great like Resident Evil 4 where he goes, what are you buying? And then you'll listen to it 100,000 <laughs> right. times. It, right. Did you notice as well in that like Golden Temple, which is sort of the first kind of big town, yep. um, there's people sitting around and all, the, all of the people who are like the incidental NPCs are doing the thing where they have one fucking place where they kneel and they're fucking washing their clothes forever or whatever it is. Mm. And for some reason in that town where everyone's safe, there's people going like, no, help. <laughs> don't. I did not like notice that. that. I don't know if it was a bug no. or something. No, I didn't notice that either. But there was a character going like, no. And I tried to go over and, and see, because I assumed they'd have some mission or something to send me yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. It was just some fucking person sitting there and being like, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know That's really weird it, I didn't yeah. have that Yeah there's been a few Kind of think... buggy bits and pieces Like that for me mm. Do you guys think And I can't comment Because I haven't really Played any of them That if this was Just If this came out As Assassin's Creed Japan If it had been made By Ubisoft And that mm. and that was That was the brand That you were You know you're turning it on With you know I mean my first that, thing That I would... kind of I would have initially probably said, maybe think a little harder about the name. (laughs) (laughs) Assassin's Creed Origins, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and Assassin's Creed Otaku would be this one. (laughs) (laughs) But do you think you would be a little more forgiving of it? Do you think you'd be a bit more into it if you had gone into it, Mm. you know, with the association you have of that brand being a bit like, eh. Same, opposite. Opposite. I would have had much less tolerance for it, given how many games of this type they've made. Give me something new. Yeah, okay. And and they did do that with the the past couple, but if this was this game with Assassin's Creed, you know, Tsushima, uh, I would have been more critical, I think. Uh, yeah, I probably would have been about the same because it feels like one of those a bit. It, it's not quite Assassin's mm. Creed-y, though, and it's not as bloated as that, really. I'm, I'm sort of enjoying doing the side stuff, even though a lot of it is real repetitive, but... Yeah, I, it it yeah, it's just it's a bit of a plain game, but it it is fine. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. It's it's still. I mean, I know I said before it's a game I wouldn't recommend, but you know, it, you know, if you're gonna like a game of this type, it is similar to all the ones we've talked about. So, um, yeah, play it if it sounds like you like it. I guess. Mm. It definitely yeah, is. If is. you're prepared to be forgiving of uh, open worldy kind of stuff, and it, mm. and if you think the visuals are good, then. You probably have a good time with it. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm sure we'll have more thoughts uh, in the future. We'll probably nah. check back in in a couple of weeks. But <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we need to find out if you're going to go left or right, Tommy. If you're going to love it or exactly. uh, completely stop playing it. I I don't know. I might be in the same position. I I still can't tell if it's too frustrating for me or not. But um, I'll definitely have more to say about it next week. Yeah. Um, all right, we are going to call it a week for this episode. Uh, guys, thanks very much for listening. Filthycasuals.com.au is where you can find links to all of the uh, other stuff that we do, the Bandcamp premium episodes. We've got a Patreon. You can chip in and support the show and get an extra episode every week for doing that. Um, we've also got the Let's Plays on YouTube and uh, we've got all our social media stuff there, so check that out. Head Twitch over to Twitch. In like three and hours. Uh, or something. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Watch that tonight and uh, we'll talk about that next week along with a bunch of other stuff. Um, thanks for listening. And as we say here at the end of every episode of Filthy Casuals, this game is not good. That does not mean it's the worst. Trees, 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 trees. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 